It's time for episode 310 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM. Recorded Wednesday, September 4th, 2019. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the time-stamped tech podcast. I am one of your hosts, Micah Sargent, and I am joined across the vast and ever-changing internet by my co-host, good pal, good friend, and dungeon crawler, Dan Morin. How you doing, Dan? Uh, this dungeon is dark and dank, and I would like to crawl right on out of here. Uh, make a crawl check. Oh, I failed. What's new? <laughs> uh, well, you know, you, you come across a, a table, and there are four people sitting at the table. Surprise, you're one of those people. <gasps> I, am, I am one of those people. And to my left is podcaster and maker of podcasts as well. It's Quinn Rose. How you doing, Quinn? Didn't you just say two words for the same thing? That's okay. Yes, I know. When you make a definition, you're not supposed to say the word for the definition. But I'm just, uh, I'm just excited because we haven't had you on in quite a while. And uh, I'm happy that you're back. And I'm happy that we finally actually met. Yes, that is a lovely addition uh, to this experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today. It's like we're all here together. And to my left, it is a professional writer and talker at App Launch Map and the co-host of Originality right here on Relay FM and one of my also felon fellow dungeon crawlers. It's Aline Sims. Hi Aline, welcome back. Hello, I'm so happy I got to talk to like three quarters of you for several hours playing dungeon crawling games last night. Um I'm sorry it wasn't four out of four. It was it was close. It was close. Uh but Let's see. Uh, I'm going to roll for starting the show. And wow, natural 20. Let's kick things off. You know, we've got four topics and I don't know why this is dungeon themed, but that's what we're doing. So stick with us here, folks, because we're having a great time. Apple is hosting an event next week. Surprise. If they were to introduce a new hardware product... And by that, yes, yes, uh, a new hardware product, not including the ones that we know they're going to announce. So I'm talking about like a whole new product category. What do you think it would be? Quinn, we'll start with you. So I'm not remotely qualified to make an accurate prediction, an educated guess even. So I figured instead I'd just think about what do I think would be interesting if yes. Apple stuck their toe into it. And then I was thinking about how, you know... We all wanted to be secret agents. We all saw those glasses and spy shows and thought they were awesome. And then Google Glass came out and we all said, no. But I think that Apple has a proven track history of making things that look dumb be very successful with the AirPods. And I think that they would have a really interesting take on the idea of the Google Glass, spy glass, camera glass, glasses Glassy situation. Glass. <laughs> all of those uh, terms... All of those versions of glasses. And I think it would be fun if they announced something like that. Oh, man. Spyglass would be just such a great name for it, too, because it's actually a thing. It's a spyglass. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm going to go with a more boring answer because it's going to be the answer that like the rumors have all talked about. And this is this idea of Apple rolling out its own competitor to Tile. Tile, of course, being the 
uh, little tracking gadgets that you can attach to your keys or your other things that you lose frequently so that you can tap an app on your phone and have them make a noise no matter where they are uh, or be able to track them on a map or something. Uh, that ties in, of course, with the revamp to the Find My Friends and uh, Find My iPhone app in iOS 13, which is now just one app. Uh, called Find My, which is never not going to bother me as like uh, just sort of a <laughs> incomplete thought, like Find My, maybe you have to pronounce it like that. I don't know. Uh, anyways, rumor has it that's the kind of thing they're working on. Uh, there's also that whole new Find um, location technology built in iOS 13 where it can find stuff even when it's not online. So I would imagine this might play a part in that as well. And as I know several people in my life who frequently misplace things, I actually am super bullish about this, so we'll see how it actually turns out, but uh, the the rumors certainly lend a lot of credence to this showing up next week, but, you know, in a post-air power age, can you trust anything anymore? I don't know. Aline, what about you? I have tiles in everything. My wallet, on my keys, like, it, they're everywhere, so... I've been holding off and replacing uh, because I'm hoping that this rumor is actually true. Um, I I don't really have any thoughts on this. My first thought is like robot dishwasher uh, emptier. Um, but as for real products, I'm not really sure for new product categories. Uh, the thing that I really want in an existing still vaporware and maybe vaporware, not vaporware, but an existing thing that I would like to have is a, an Apple monitor for people who don't need to do like color grading type stuff. Um, I would really love to have like an ultra wide cinema Thunderbolt display type device that I could put on my desk because my 4k LG monitor 27 inches just isn't quite enough for me. All right. Um, so I would like all of those things. Um, for me, I just want to see Apple dig more into the, uh, home ecosystem. So Apple branded smart home stuff, be it, uh, locks or, or, I mean, even I guess a, a foldy thing <laughs> would count. A robot for vacuuming, whatever. Anything uh, HomeKit related that Apple's like, you know what? I think we're going to take a whack at that. And I kind of have a feeling that the uh, Bluetooth tracker is going to be the first version of of that thing. So we'll see. We will see uh, what else fits there. Uh, but thank you all for your answers on that. And let's move to our next topic, which comes from Quinn. TikTok is the sort of video creation and sharing app of the moment. It's very popular with the youth or Generation Z um, that we have <laughs> right now. And NFL just signed a multi-year partnership with them to try to attract younger audiences to football because younger audiences just aren't watching as much football, I guess. And so my question is, what company or product that struggles to connect with the teens of today do you think could benefit from a TikTok partnership and what would their content look like? Oh man. Um, so I was just uh, uh, visiting with some family over the weekend and my uh, 14 and 12 year old uh, cousins were all about the TikTok. Uh, one of them even <laughs> said that's where she had learned about the whole uh, the wildfires in the Amazon. I was like, man, whoa, uh, whoa. I guess this is some heavy stuff. So along those lines, uh, tempted as I was to say Twitter, because Twitter's having trouble reaching the kids today, but then they just <laughs> bought Vine and destroyed it, so let's not go down that road again. Um, I'm actually going to say, I think, uh, uh, news media. 
I think someone like uh, the New York Times or the Washington Post, perhaps there's a way to uh, disseminate news uh, and information in in a catchy form that will get people to bite on sort of the the larger news stories. Because I think a lot of people, uh, you know, in this sort of uh, some of the young adults, uh, maybe in the twenties and so, are fine still like learning a lot of their stuff from websites. But I think, uh, you know, capturing the attention of the uh, the teens and the youths, as they call them, uh, is definitely trickier. So I imagine packaging that for a bite-sized video, perhaps with an opportunity to lead into more in-depth content, could be a good way to get people in the door. Even though I, as an old fogey, will weep and despair about the state of everything today i would like to first recognize your uh my cousin Vinny reference and <laughs> say that you joked about twitter the answer i wrote down here on my handy dandy post posted is actually facebook um because facebook is not really relevant it's for old people now um of which dan i am also one Yay, um welcome <laughs> thank you i don't necessarily want facebook to <laughs> to be relevant ever um but the truth is that um kids don't use it and that early buy-in is something that's pretty important for 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 people to have um i don't really know how facebook could leverage it i don't want to give them any ideas um my kind of silly answer for this was bowling i've been thinking about bowling a lot lately <laughs> and it was like bowling is so fun but there are no bowling alleys how do we make bowling fun and relevant and i think tiktok is the answer i love it i love it um, I was just going to say, and it's something that's actually sort of in the works, and it is uh, just marketing in general, uh, that they're trying to find new ways to market to the Utes, given that the Utes are not into our classic uh, standard page advertisements as much. And uh, I think like, for me, even Instagram is probably the only place that truly understands what I like, because so many times I want to click on those stupid Instagram ads and buy the stupid um, wireless charging lamp slash uh, music box slash alarm clock slash this slash that that looks like it's a, a tree that you'd find in um, in sub-Saharan Africa or something. They have some really cool stuff. They're the only ones that seem to know how to market to me properly. Uh, but... They TikTok is actually working on this in China right now, and it is a new way to market to younger folks, uh, where it essentially is like home shopping network, but via TikTok. And so you are watching a TikTok, and then you can see, oh, the thing that this TikTok user is using in the video is something that you can buy, and here's how. So as much as you know, we all can sometimes feel kind of squidgy about uh, advertising and marketing. I think that it's a brilliant way to do that, that, in my opinion, feels more authentic, or at least more personalized, maybe, uh, than your standard page ad, which in some cases get blocked. Uh, and anyway, uh, Quint, any last thoughts on that? Well, when I posed this question, I could think of so many companies that I was like, actually, I don't want them to be with the youth. I, I prefer them being not that successful. So, <laughs> but then I was like, what do, what do I really support that I wish, um, 
just had more popularity in general. And I think libraries. I think that there are a lot of really cool teen librarians out there who could harness the power of TikTok to bring in more people and to share all of the programs um, that libraries have. Because I think like they've they've got pretty good press in general, but that most libraries have like a ton of services that um, you might not know about besides book lending. And I think that TikTok could be a really interesting way to use uh, sort of current youth culture and memes to translate into like, hey, also you can take internet classes at the library for your uh, older parents instead of you having to teach them things. Or, you know, you can come here and, and do teen programs and all of this different stuff that they have going on. I think that'd be really cool. God, what a great answer. That's seriously, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm feeling so, librarian guilt as the as the child of librarians. <laughs> oh, I did damn. not think of this. Get damn. on it, TikTok. Disowned. People of TikTok, let's make that happen. Uh, but folks, we have reached halftime. And that means I get to tell you about Linode, who have brought you this episode of Clockwise. With Linode, you can instantly deploy and manage an SSD server in the Linode cloud and you can get a server running in just seconds with your choice of Linux distro, resources, and node location. It doesn't matter if you're working on your first server or deploying a complex system, because Linode are the people you want to go to. They offer the fastest hardware and network with outstanding customer support if you ever need help. It's super easy to launch a Linode cloud server, and their block storage is available in Newark, Fremont, Dallas, Atlanta, Frankfurt, London, and Singapore. And guess what? Soon they're also going to be in Tokyo. Version 4 of Linode's RESTful API is out of beta and includes an officially supported Python CLI. And right now, Linode is hiring. If you want to learn more and check out what they're looking for, you just head to linode.com slash careers. Now, Linode has pricing options to suit everyone. Their plans start at a gig of RAM for just five bucks a month, and they've got high memory plans that start with 16 gigs of RAM. And Linode has a special offer just for you, listener. You can go to linode.com slash clockwise and use the promo code clockwise2019 to get $20 towards any Linode plan. So we do the math there on the gig of RAM plan, that's four free months. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, you've got nothing to lose. So, Give Linode a try today. That's linode.com slash clockwise in the promo code clockwise2019. To learn more, sign up and make the most of that $20 credit. Thanks so much to Linode for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right, Dan, what have you got for us? So I know we all like to talk about iOS, macOS, watchOS, tvOS features that we love, but what is a feature that you find causes more trouble than it's worth and you would just like to go away. Aline? I I like Face ID. I do not love Face ID, especially when it comes to Apple Pay. Um, I, I just... The workflow I find cumbersome. I'm a little worried about the the continuation of these fully gesture-based interfaces i don't think there's anything wrong with a little button every once in a while i um i just i I don't love face id it's fine it's fine but when it's annoying it's really really annoying i think that's fair um i am going to steal the answer that i think Dan was going to choose, but we'll see. Um, I don't want to completely eliminate Gatekeeper on the Mac, but I would like to reduce its effectiveness on the Mac because right now it's pretty much 
almost impossible to install uh, apps outside of the App Store if you're using Catalina. It's laughably awful. And I can't inst- I really like Adobe's um, Acrobat application for editing, adjusting, signing PDFs. And right now I can't install it on my new Mac that I use at work because of all of the gatekeeper functionality, where even even if I follow all of the necessary steps, it basically does not allow me to install anything because it needs access to certain uh, parts of the system that it can't get access to because of Gatekeeper. So I we just need to see... I, I like having safety and security, sure, but I want safety and security with a certain level of, of if not convenience, then and the ability to make choices for my safety and security and not to just go, well, sorry, there's nothing you can do about it. You can't turn this off. This is forever built in and there's nothing you can do. Sorry. That's annoying and wrong. And this is my computer and I should be able to do what I'd like to do with it. Thank you. And good night. Quinn, your turn. Uh, so my answer is actually pretty chill, and it is something that you can turn off, but it's the single most annoying thing I've seen on my phone, so I had to mention it, immediately popped in my head, is uh, when they instituted the password suggestions on um, iOS, that, and, and for me, so I use one password, and so um, I generate these like long strings of passwords for everything and then suddenly i got on my phone and i tried to make an account and something and it threw in this really long password suggestion and i was like what is this and then i went the thing it it also does it in one password where you go in one password and it like ios creates a password for you and i'm like what are you doing to me and i eventually figured out how to turn it off so it is something that like it thankfully, this is not something that's fully a feature of my phone that I can't get rid of. But for the couple weeks when I couldn't figure out what was going on or how to turn it off yet, it it was just so inconvenient for me every at every turn. I secretly love that feature, but there's you know there's room for everybody, there's room for all of us. Um, I those are all really good answers. I have two small ones. One of which is because this idea came to me because my I was. Seeing, uh, visiting my parents and my mother got frustrated because she, she ended up with the split keyboard on her iPad and she could not figure out how to get rid of it. And I was like, yeah, I forgot this even existed. Like who even uses this? And it's just too easy to like move it up accidentally and then you have to like redock and merge it. And it was confusing for her. And I feel like I'm not sure that feature is, is worth it. I don't think it gets used that much, but okay. Uh, the other one, which is a personal pet peeve of mine, is iMessage apps, which I know they've said aren't going anywhere, but A, I think most of them are terrible, and B, they made my life worse because when I want to do something as simple as inserting a picture from my photo library, it now takes more taps than it used to to do that, and I find it incredibly irritating because it's the most common thing that I want to do in a in, a, in an iMessage, uh, which is not amazingly playing games or launching apps, weirdly <laughs> enough. So... Thank you all for your thoughts on that. Let us go to our final topic of the show, which comes from Aline. So I've been thinking a lot about Apple Watch and how I use it. I broke mine a couple of months ago, and I had to get a warranty replacement. Um, And now, so I was without for a few days. um, And now it seems like sleep tracking is going to come to the Series 5, uh, 
Project Burrito will become a reality. <laughs> um, so is sleep tracking a feature that you will use on Apple Watch? Um, and if you don't have an Apple Watch or you don't want to do the, kind of the charging juggling act that you can do with um, current sleep chart or sleep tracking apps, uh, do you track your sleep with some other device now? First of all, I just love that code name. Uh, best code name ever. Uh, but I do use my Apple Watch for sleep tracking. I use the app Pillow. And Pillow has a feature where if you wear your Apple Watch to bed, then it will in the morning calculate your sleep and, you know, give you a score and all that kind of stuff and tell you w- how long you're in each stage of sleep. Um, I am... I used to do a podcast about sleep and dreams, and so I've read many a book about sleep science and uh, many a scary scientific report about how important sleep is for us and how none of us are getting enough of it and how it's killing all of us and how Thomas Edison is responsible for our horrible um, artificial light lifestyles, and it's all bad. But um point is, I love to know how I'm doing sleep-wise because of how important it is. And so I'm excited that the Apple Watch is, in theory, going to be getting some built-in sleep tracking functionality because if it can do a better job of battery management and still track my sleep, then I'm all on board. And I also love to use the health app for iOS. And so one layer of integration deeper is something that I find positive uh, overall. It's already doing my hearing health and, and other things like that. And so if it's just like sort of a built-in feature versus having to track it by a third party, I'm I'm on board. So yeah, I will definitely be using this whenever it comes out. Um, and I already do use it through third-party means. Quinn, what about you? So I don't have an Apple Watch. This question is actually how I learned that the Apple Watch does not currently have built-in sleep tracking, which seems like it should have pretty natural feature for the device, but okay. Um, (laughs) I I will say that I, so I don't currently track my sleep. Um, I'm aware that it's some, that sleep is something that's very important and I'm trying harder and harder as I sort of get farther away from my sleepless college years uh, to preserve that time and and make sure that I'm getting quality sleep. So what I will say is that um, while I don't currently have an Apple watch, I don't currently sleep track. It is something that I'm interested in sort of incorporating into my wealth uh, not sort of incorporating into my wellness routine and sort of health tracking uh, routine going forward. So if this was something that uh, was added to the watch and people were like, wow, this is the most amazing sleep tracking thing I've experienced, it probably would be a factor in me potentially getting an Apple Watch in the future. Yeah, I don't, I don't really anticipate using my Apple Watch for sleep tracking because I don't like wearing my watch when I'm sleeping. Um, and for me, that's kind of a, a non-starter. Um, I, it's not just because I charge my watch. I just find it uncomfortable and distracting. Um, so I do a little bit, I created my own little ad hoc sleep tracking thing, which I wrote about on six colors, which is just a bench, essentially a pair of shortcuts, uh, that I can trigger when I go to bed. And then when I wake up, uh, my biggest problem with them is that I have to remember to do them and I often forget. Um, so, you know, that I think would work fine for me if there was a more automated way of doing it. If even like the phone was smart enough to realize like, oh, uh, you know, he hasn't picked up the phone and it's past this time. It's probably asleep now. And I realize it doesn't get you the granularity of something like the Apple Watch can necessarily figure out. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like the idea of sleep tracking. 
Um, I'm not sure for me how actionable it is or whether I, I get a lot out of it, but it certainly seems like an interesting thing. And I, I'm kind of curious, too. Uh, I know some people who've gotten the Bedit, which is the company that Apple bought to do some of the sleep tracking stuff. And it has like a sensor that you put under your bed or under your mattress or whatever to, to like track when you're asleep and when you're not asleep. I feel like something like that would be a little more possible for me, but it's not something I've really given a, a, a try yet. Um, and I understand, obviously, that the watch... Uh, seeing as you wear it already is probably a lot easier barrier to entry for a lot of people. So I, I'm glad they're adding it. I just don't think it's something I'll end up using probably. Yeah, I also do. I can't sleep with my Apple Watch on. And in fact, if I wear my Apple Watch too much, I my wrist actually starts to hurt. There's something about like the thickness of the band or the, the size of the watch or something that keeps me from moving my wrist well enough, I think. And it just starts to hurt after a while. Um, so I won't be using sleep tracking on Apple Watch. Um, I have a, a health tracking device called an Aura Ring, which is actually a ring that you wear on your finger. And it does excellent, excellent sleep tracking. Here's the problem for me, though. As a person with anxiety, if I anxiety and insomnia, when I go without getting enough sleep for too many nights in a row, or I notice that my sleep quality is bad, I start to feel anxious before I go to bed, therefore feeding into the insomnia cycle. Um, so I have stopped tracking my sleep. Um, there's actually a term for this. It's orthosomnia. Um, and so I, I don't, I don't track my sleep anymore. I might go back to it. Uh, again, eventually, if I can kind of get my anxiety a little bit uh, better under control, which I'm working on. But for now, sleep tracking is just not a healthy thing for me to do. Understood. Uh, all right. Well, we uh, have just enough time for a bonus topic. But before we get there, I get to tell you about our friends at Pingdom. This episode, of course, is brought to you by them, the company who makes website performance monitoring really easy. Turns out everybody loves a fast website. If you didn't know that, well, we do. And Pingdom is helping keep your favorite sites online, including Netflix, Amazon, Spotify, Twitter, BuzzFeed, Slack. Those are just a few of the companies who trust Pingdom to take care of their website monitoring. Websites can get pretty complicated, but you can monitor any site transaction with Pingdom. Stuff like user registrations, logins, checkouts, and so much more. Pingdom cares about your users having the smoothest site experience possible. And if disaster strikes, you will be the first to know. It's super, super easy to get started. All Pingdom needs is your URL, and they're going to take care of the rest. That's it. You go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. And when you sign up, you use the code CLOCKWISE at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Thanks so much to Pingdom for their support of Clockwise and all of Relay FM. All right, my bonus topic, ice cream or shaved ice? Quinn? I think that it is highly situational and depends <laughs> on what... I need so many more factors to determine this question, but all things be equal, I have to go with ice cream. Uh, Quinn is correct in this uh, with the asterisk caveat unless you're in Hawaii. Interesting. <laughs> See, shaved ice is just sugar water, and I'd rather have ice cream. Uh, as a person with uh, lactose intolerance, I have to go with shaved ice. Well, there we go. We've, <laughs> we've definitively solved it. <laughs> uh, yes, we have. We have solved it. Uh, Dan, before we we say goodbye to our guests, I think you you have something you want to share with us. 
Yeah, I just want to let all of our very valued listeners know that September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, we like you to ask you to join St. Jude Children's Research Hospital this September with organizations like the World Health Organization who are committed to transforming cancer care with the goal of curing at least 60% of children worldwide with six of the most common cancers by 2030. With your support, you'll help St. Jude, Jude stay true to its life-saving mission, finding cures and saving children. Donate to support childhood cancer around the world at stjude.org slash clockwise. Again, donate now at stjude.org slash clockwise, and we hope you'll uh, support us and the whole Relay FM family this month. Awesome. Yeah, don't don't uh, don't sleep on heading there, stjude.org slash clockwise. Please check that out. Uh, Quinn Rose, I want to thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you so much for having me. And Aline Sims, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, I'm happy to. Dan? Yes. Before you go, I just want to, let's see, I roll for ending the show. 17. Oh, Oh, God, I've got a negative one on ending the show. So 16. How does that do? Yeah, uh, you failed your saving throw, I'm afraid. So this is not looking good. Um, We'll find out what happens next week. But until then, we remind you, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock and the dice. Bye, everybody. (laughs) 